Why is it so easy to love our families, yet so hard to like them? Well, that is one of those questions that makes life so rich and psychiatrists richer. And that's from Frazier, of course. Uh, Think about that. Think about your own family. Are there family members that you love? I mean, from a distance, when you think about them, you love them. And yet, when you have to go to a family holiday meal or have to visit with them for any period of time or travel with them, you dread it. Is it because they do have wonderful, wonderful qualities And from a distance, you can sit back and simmer in the light of those wonderful memories you have and the qualities that they have. But they may have some irritating behaviors, or they may have some bad qualities, too. And when you get with them, they pick on you, or they have a bad view of you, or there's something that just rubs you the wrong way. So that's one of the many questions you can call me on, dealing with difficult family members and your own reaction to them. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show's The Rational Basis of Happiness. Call 911 when she's on the run. Toll free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. That's toll free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. And right now we're going to go to the phones and uh, to an after-hours call about a grandma who's worried about her five-year-old son. My five-year-old grandson has been recently been caught kissing other boys, his playmates. Even after I've scolded him about this, he still continues to do it. I was wondering, should I be worried about this? Um, The first thing that comes to my mind is I'm worried about the scolding. Because when kids are humiliated, when kids feel... Uh, put down and attacked. I mean, he may have been, let's just take the most innocent situation. He's a little kid. He sees mommy and daddy kiss. He sees two friends kiss that are older. And they like each other. So he goes over and he, he likes a little girl in the play yard. You said playmates. And he kisses the little girl. And just as a way of saying, I like you. And, you know, he's, he's learning. He's five years old. And then he kisses another boy, and then he gets caught. A teacher caught, you know, catches him, brings him back to you. You're the caretaker of the day, Grandma, and you scold him. Don't you ever do that? You don't kiss boys. Do you know that? Do you know what proper touch is? Do you know what good touch is and bad touch is? Now, it doesn't matter the content of my words. All he's seeing is your mean face, your finger pointing at him, and he's cowering. And he either will shrivel up inside and says, oh my God, I'm a really bad person. And you don't want that to be the consequence of a little kiss. Or he might say, oh my gosh, this is something really bad. What if I can't stop it? Then he's got an anxiety disorder and he goes around kissing people. Or he, he, out of defiance, he gets really angry. She's not fair. I was just being nice like mommy and daddy were being nice. And he decides to kiss in spite of that and to do it as much as he wants. And he's going to kiss every boy because that's what gets under your skin. So I would get the book, How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk on my website, drkenner.com. So as, a, as the parent or the grandparent in this situation, overseeing it, you know how to properly respond. You can say, honey, you know, I heard you were caught kissing. Tell me about that. You draw your child out because you need to understand his context. If he said, well, that's what I saw on the on the TV when daddy was, was showing a movie that two men were kissing each other, then you have to worry, was this, is this just a sitcom with gays or is this a porn flick? Is he being exposed to porn at home? 
Or this is what daddy does with all the men he sees. And then you wonder, well, what's going on in my son's life? You know, you're the grandparent here. So that he's kissing doesn't, it wouldn't bother me. Kids experiment with all things. Oh, I looked up the girl's dress in the old days. You could do that. Nowadays, you'd, you know, you'd be kicked out of school for that. But just little kid stuff. They're, they're discovering their, they're discovering the, the difference between boys and girls. And there's a loving aspect to that. So if you handle it as not a big deal, he's more likely to drop it. If you get too angry, you will grow the very problem you're trying to get rid of. Um, another question to think about. He was caught doing what? Kissing. He was not caught hitting, punching, kicking, biting. So kissing is in a different category than those. And it raises some questions. You know, you always have to rule out sexual abuse in the background. But if that's his only behavior, it's kid play. So again, I'm all for loving behavior. I'm not for obviously kids sexual behavior but I'm for kids discovering affection in whatever in healthy ways over the course of their childhood so again you do want to rule out sexual abuse but if you don't think that's that's the case at all then I would get the parenting books and I think the parent there are several um, um, written by the authors Adele Faber and Elaine Maslisch that are fabulous, and that should help you address this. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and you're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness, toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. I'm a clinical psychologist, and even though it's not therapy, you can call in with your questions. Uh, this is from a woman who's been in an abusive relationship, and we all know people who've struggled with this. Dear Dr. Kenner, I've been in an abusive, in a, excuse me, I've been in an abusive relationship for 23 out of 25 years. At first, I didn't recognize it. He kept telling me it was me. Over time, I have come to realize that I don't love my husband. I have six kids with him three at home, and I don't know what to do. He's now treating me somewhat better because I almost left. He wouldn't hold my hand or walk beside me. He would belittle me and put me uh, put blame on me for anything that went wrong, and he would tell jokes at my expense, and he pressured me into sex. Okay, the key thing I hear here, this is from Becky. The key thing I hear here... Uh, Becky, is that you don't love him. And it's not just you met somebody for one night and you don't know whether you love him or not. This is, you have 25 years worth of data. And from the age, uh, from uh, 25 years ago to 23 years ago, he changed his character because you had a few good years with him. And then at that time, you have all, he's abused you and it's got, it typically gets worse with time. And again, you've got six kids, which is, I think, more than any couple can handle. Um, so that may not have been the best decision, but you've got the kids now. So he doesn't love you. He's not supportive of you. What do you do? Well, I would say you want, he doesn't love you. You don't love him. You've got the evidence. So you want to, number one, refuse to accept any unearned guilt. Whatever kept you in that marriage for the 23 years that was so horrific, get some therapy ASAP so that you learn not to accept the type of guilt that he's doused you with that has worked to 
keep you in the relationship over the years because you're still vulnerable to that. Any unearned guilt or unearned blame. Then make a plan with a therapist to leave. Safety always comes first. If he, if you don't think he's at, at you're at risk or he's at risk of doing any harm, then make a plan. If you need to rely on family members who are willing, do that temporarily. Move in with mom and dad if you need to. Maybe it will be a joy for them. Uh, if you need to go into a shelter temporarily, do that. But come up with a wonderful longer-range strategy, even though you'll go through a difficult transition period, so that you can love your own life better. You can enjoy your own life better. Uh, excuse me, life better. One person that I know said, you know, the best thing I ever did in my life was to get a divorce. And that's because he's currently happily married. You want to give yourself the same strategy. It won't be easy at the beginning. There may be divisions between kids. You need a lot of help. There are wonderful books on the market. You can go to my website, drkenner.com, um, to see if there are some books there. Uh, but you need to get yourself out of an abusive relationship. When I get back, I'm going to give you the tips of what an abuse, what to look for in an abusive relationship relationship. And then we're going to talk about why one person doesn't like himself or people. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and Dr. Edwin Locke. Positive habits such as courteous manners and being considerate make a relationship run smoothly. Other positive habits include voluntarily helping out around the house, leaving love notes and cards to surprise your partner, frequently exchanging hugs and kisses, and dressing nicely even around the house. By making it a goal, you and your partner can acquire such habits even if lacking them initially. Time management is frequently a source of tension. Is one partner habitually late even when being on time is objectively important? This shows a lack of integrity. Or is one obsessed with time management, compulsively rushing through life and having no fun? This is a psychological problem. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy the book at amazon.com. 